to Light Sirens and Coffee Breaks, the podcast that gives you interviews with first responders to give you insight into how to get started in EMS, police, fire, or other frontline jobs. I'm your host, Melissa Landera. Let's get to the show. Welcome to Lights, Sirens, and Coffee Breaks. I'm your host, Melissa Landera, and today I have with me Gabe Nazareno. Uh, Gabe just recently graduated from nursing school, and he actually started his uh, career as an EMT, so we're going to interview him today, hear what he's got to say. Um, we have some delicious tea with us today. This is from Happy Lucky's, and it's peppermint pat tea. So it's got peppermint and some chocolate in it, so pretty good stuff. It's very good. Very, very good. Yep. Uh, we also want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. That's American Health Education, as well as NorCal Ambulance. And um, NorCal Ambulance, uh, Gabe, you have a connection to NorCal Ambulance, right? Yes. So my, my aunt is actually one of the founders of NorCal Ambulance. Mm-hmm. And my uncle, so uh, my aunt's husband, is the medical director for NorCal as well. Yeah. So, so family you had a, ties. You had an in there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did have an in. So did that um, influence what you were interested in as far as career paths? Because like we said, you did just uh, graduate from nursing school, so you're an RN now, right? Is that right? Okay. So funny story, uh, like all my dad and all of his brothers are all doctors. And they have one sister. My aunt is also technically a doctor. Okay. So there was a lot of family pressure (laughs) to go into the medical field when I was younger. Okay. And I pushed it away for as long as possible. And then COVID hit and... Like, in 2018, I had the idea of becoming a nurse, but I was pretty intimidated about the process and going back to school for it. And I already had a bachelor's degree in marketing. Okay. So I wanted to try to stick it out in corporate jobs, try to get into a good marketing position. But mm-hmm. after COVID hit, I kind of flipped the switch. And then uh, my Auntie Carla, who's, the, uh-huh. like, one of the founders of NorCal. And Hi, then, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> does she listen to this? I, uh, we'll find out. We'll find out, yeah. Okay. I'll ask her. And then um, my aunt and Benicia and my mom, they were all like, you know, why don't you give nursing a look? Uh, mm-hmm. And then my aunt and Benicia, my auntie Adrian and my auntie Carla were like, you know, why don't you try being an EMT and see if you like healthcare before you just jump into mm-hmm. this nursing path. So then I did that. Uh, Love being an EMT. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a great way to transition into all sorts of different roles in life, whether you want to do, if whether you want to be a paramedic, a firefighter, a nurse, a PA. I even have friends that work for NorCal right now that are like pre-med track mm-hmm. and they're doing this for patient contact hours. Yeah. yeah. I, it's definitely gives you a chance to have like hands-on contact with patients, especially a lot of the med school students, they tend to focus only on the academics and there's a whole other side to medicine. And if you don't have that interpersonal relationships and that practice with it, it can be quite a, a change when you start having patient contacts yeah right and there's tons of different routes you can go to like people who are cnas or lvns before they become rns mm-hmm. or you know they're ed techs before they pursue mm-hmm. whether being a pa or a doctor or anything like that but definitely like emt is great because you get time in hospitals and you get time with patients one-on-one for sure um what what kind of 
uh, calls did you run as an EMT? Did you prefer BLS, which is basic life support for those of you who aren't familiar with it? Um, there's also CCT, which is critical care transport, which is a nurse and two EMTs. Did you have a preferred uh, type of calls that you would run? So I, I enjoyed working critical care transport, which mm -hmm. is CCT. So that consists of uh, two EMTs and a nurse, a critical care uh, RN, so CCRN, and they typically have at least three to five years experience mm -hmm. working in uh, intensive care units and hospitals before they're allowed to work in transport, and then they also have to get certified to do that. Mm -hmm. And I worked with a nurse. Her name's Cass. I'm just going <laughs> to throw her out there. Amazing nurse. She's from Atlanta. She's been a nurse for 50 years, and I'm, I'm 29, so she's been... Uh, you know, a nurse for almost twice as long as I've been alive. So the amount of knowledge that she had. Sure. Just an amazing human being, an awesome, intelligent nurse that just really, you know, I, I want to go into ICU. I want to go okay. into the, yeah, intensive care. Do nurses need to get, like, special certifications? Because I know as a PA, because I've looked into some of that, they, they can specialize in certain different things. Is it similar in nursing? Yeah, it's pretty similar in nursing. Like, I know for a fact, uh, a few things that I learned in nursing school is, if you want to actually be an ICU nurse and then work in critical care transport, you do need to get a certification. Okay. If you want to work in uh, oncology and you want to work with chemo drugs, you have to get a certification to work with those kinds of drugs. Okay. So there's further like certs that you can get, but they also count towards your continuing education hours. So mm -hmm. like EMTs, every two years you have to hit a certain number of continuing education hours to renew your license. And it's the same thing with nurses. Okay. So those count towards continuing education hours. All right. Um, so those are probably sort of like almost mini classes, maybe a couple of days uh, right. of classes. Okay. Right. And a lot of uh, a lot of hospitals will pay, from my understanding, for their nurses ah. to because it helps them too. It's like sure. We have a team of nurses that have have more advanced skills now, mm -hmm. and then they also get to renew their licenses. So. Okay. Um, so you mentioned that you actually already had a bachelor's degree before you went to nursing school. So I think the concept of nursing school can be a little bit confusing because there are four-year programs that that is your, like your major is nursing and, you, but you said you had majored in, I think it was marketing, right? Right. Um, so what was that process like? Did, like, as far as what is the school? Is it another four-year degree that you got? Like, what was that process? So for me, what the process was, since I already had a bachelor's degree, Basically, all, and it was in business, basically all I had to do is I had to do all my science prereqs, so mm -hmm. anatomy and physiology, microbio, mm -hmm. things of that nature that I didn't take during my first round of undergrad. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I looked at a bunch of schools that basically they're called or accelerated bachelors of science degrees. Okay. So the program that I took was, uh, was a one-year program, so 12 months. Wow. Very okay. intense. That yeah. I... Did not expect you to say one year. I thought maybe two or three, but wow, okay. Yeah, uh, one year degree. It varies from school to school. Uh, okay. It, it really just depends on like how much they could pack in everything that you need to do to finish nursing school. Okay. So like clinical hours, preceptorships, if your school has a preceptorship. Okay. And then obviously like the didactics and like all the schoolwork. Okay, so the didactics would be the classwork, so that's exactly. part of it. And then you do some work in a hospital. That would be the, the clinical yeah, hours? correct. Okay. The clinical hours. So for our school, we did 135 hours uh, of clinical hours mm -hmm. for every class that we had clinicals for. Okay. And that included, like, in hospital, also simulations. Okay. Uh, so, like, going to the school campus, and they had, like, a sim lab with mannequins that you could palpate mm -hmm. pulses and listen to hard sounds and like you put a flashlight into the mannequin's eyes and the pupils that's wild yeah it was very <laughs> very intense uh 
It's completely different okay. from taking care of an actual patient, but it's as, as close as you can get to, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. being able to do that. Um, so you go to the school, you, you've applied, you've already got your bachelor's. Do you technically now have two bachelor degrees? I do. I have okay. two bachelor's degrees. So I have uh, a BSN, which is a bachelor's of science in nursing, and then I also have, uh, I think it's a BBA, Bachelor of Business uh, administration, bachelor's in oh, okay. business, yeah, administration for marketing. So right. I have two degrees. Uh, probably not going to use my marketing one. Anymore. Well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I'll use the skills that I learned from business school for sure. But I don't know if I'll work in uh, healthcare marketing or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so having just graduated, then you're probably looking at the job market. I'm guessing. Yes. Um. So how how is that lo- looking? Because uh, my understanding is that we're we're pretty in dire need of healthcare professionals right now. Uh, so I'm very quickly learning that a lot of states in general are short mm-hmm. RNs, but a lot of hospitals are looking, at least in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. are looking to hire uh, clinical staff nurse level two, which is basically like more experienced nurses. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they have these things which are called new grad nurse residency programs. Mm-hmm. And for those, it's for it's it's targeted towards new graduate nurses. So you don't need any experience. They're actually looking, some hospitals like Stanford and Palo Alto, mm-hmm. they're looking for uh, new grad nurses with like less than six months experience working as an RN or less than like a year mm-hmm. working as an RN. I okay. guess so that way you're fresh and like you haven't developed any habits. You're clean slate so they can teach <laughs> yes. you their ways. Yeah. Okay. So so pretty popular It's popular, but yeah. If, it's, if it's, you can get in, then it's yeah, pretty it's good. Pretty Right now, I'm finding it pretty difficult, just yeah. timing-wise, because there's only, you know, one or two cohorts a year, and then mm. a lot of these hospitals, it seems like, canceled their uh, their spring cohorts. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, with the with other places canceling their cohorts, I mean, it's competitive as it is. I can't right. imagine that helped, right. <laughs> helped anybody's just... chances, right? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, when you applied for nursing school, what was the application process like, and, like, was there... Um, what kind of things do you think nursing schools are looking for on applications? Uh, specifically, like we think EMT experience probably helped you a little bit. What other kinds of things do you think they're looking for? Um, EMT experience definitely helped me a lot. I also think they're looking for volunteer hours. Okay. Whether it's at hospitals or at like nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Even just like any sort of general volunteer experience, I think. Like even if you like volunteer at your church or you volunteer, you know, for your town, like helping do whatever like I think volunteer experience speaks volumes and then working is an EMT especially if you want to pursue nursing I think working in critical care transport alongside with a nurse mm-hmm. or in uh, NICU PICU which is neonatal intensive care or uh, pediatric intensive care mm-hmm. that's also two EMTs and then a staff of uh, I know the way NorCal does it is they have a staff of a nurse and a respiratory therapist mm-hmm that are technically hospital staff, but work with the EMT team. Mm-hmm. So you get to work alongside, you know, other healthcare professionals. So having that sort of experience, uh, like, definitely helps and looks good on a resume. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, applications to schools, the way I applied to schools was I, I was I kind of, like, pressured myself into starting as soon as possible. So I looked at, like, cohort start dates for nursing school, when application cycles begin and end and I basically just made like a timeline on a spreadsheet on Excel Mm -hmm. and I would apply to whatever would start earliest and like had the earliest opening for for the application cycles and then just like work my way down the list okay yeah and then obviously adjust uh your resume a little bit depending on the school but Mm -hmm. for the most part all nursing schools 
you know, sure. have yeah, it, yeah. tweak it a little bit. Yeah, tweak it a for little that bit person. Um, for that specific. Story. Okay, so for as far as the the actual classes, it sounds like it was pretty intense. I mean, you had to have these prerequisites already for the anatomy, physiology, microbio. Uh, how you know? I guess I guess can you just speak to the, the intensity of the classwork? Because I'm sure some people are curious. I'm, I'm not I'm, allowed to curse. <laughs> uh, it was it was. A tornado. It yeah. was like an absolute hurricane of just rolling with the punches. And I think more so because it was an accelerated program. Sure. Like there was some staffing issues on the school side with making sure that we had basically like enough clinical instructors for our mm-hmm. whole cohort. And then yeah. also like making sure that we had didactic instructors. Yeah. So there was a couple last second changes where we were on our, uh, on our year calendar we had, you know, whatever professor's name listed, and then all of a sudden, like, they get headhunted, basically, from another school, get oh. offered way more money, and then... Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. there's... Yeah, so they would leave... They would get a better position at another hospital or school. Yeah, a strange so. thing within the medical community is once you're in medicine, it seems like people just stay in medicine. Like, there's not a lot of EMTs who then go on to teach EMT or paramedics who go on to teach paramedics. Like, you kind of just do your medical thing and so i think the pool of instructors is a little bit smaller um, right right and then if you're good you get and if you're good yeah exactly and then you get yeah. headhunted so yeah there's I can a lot of that see yeah that. as students if you want to go into accelerated bachelor's of science and nursing programs like mm-hmm. the absns is what they call them just be prepared like it it's meant to be like quick and dirty basically you know yeah. like i got my degree in a year it's over, but like, oh my goodness, the amount of stress <laughs> and like having to like roll with the punches you for years. You have to be aware was, of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they, I definitely have like yeah. 50 more gray hairs and <laughs> probably more than that, honestly. Did they yeah. have um, any like breaks for the school year or is it kind of like EMS where you just, you have to work on holidays and things like that? Did they have clinical hours on those or? They did have small breaks throughout the year and our mm-hmm. cohort was actually really lucky. I think out of uh, most of the cohorts, that were happening simultaneously with us, like, we ended up having the most breaks due to when our, uh, like, quarters would end. Mm-hmm. So it was weird. Basically, we had four or five weeks of class, and we would take max of, like, three classes mm-hmm. in a quarter, but it was typically two, and it's, like, five weeks of, of like, grueling, like, tests every week, uh, like, yeah. a quiz at the beginning of the week or in the middle of the week. Yeah, so it's like you have a new professor, you get used to them after two weeks, you take your midterm at week three, yeah. you're used to them, you have two more, like one more test and then the final, and yeah. then you restart, Yeah, basically, you know, and you get maybe like a long weekend, like three or four day weekend. I think we had a couple like week or two breaks, which was the longest, but... Um, do you guys do like hands-on skills? Like I'm sure you learned how to start an IV and things like that. Does that happen during your clinical hours? So we we're... Our school, the way the program worked was our first quarter, we had a skills lab. Okay. So we would go, my skills lab was in the morning, so we'd go to campus uh, every, like, I think it was Thursday and Friday for Uh me, and we would spend basically, like, the whole day just, like, learning about skills, correct procedure on how to do them, and then performing Mm -hmm. the skills. Okay. So part of that was, like, inserting IVs, uh, like, inserting Foley catheters, Mm -hmm. like, even stuff just, like, properly, like, knowing how to make a bed. Yeah. In case we need to make a bed for, you know, new patients coming in, uh, you know, like sterile procedure, all of that. So like putting on sterile gloves, like proper procedure for that. Just like a ton of different things. All right. Yeah. Well, what would you say you're looking forward to most uh, now that you're a nurse? Like, you know, now that you've got an expanded scope as opposed to EMT, um, right. what, what are you looking forward to most? 
honestly just being able to do more and like help help more people not saying that like as an emt you don't get to help people oh absolutely yeah you do have like a pretty limited scope just as an emt Mm -hmm. uh so i like i tip my hat off to anybody who starts as an emt and wants to do paramedic nursing or Mm -hmm. go on to pa or go on to med school or anything like it's it's a great stepping stone and i definitely think it feeds that that want to help like to do more Mm -hmm. to help the community that you're working in and everything uh i'm most excited to just be on my own and like be a be a real nurse right now i call myself a baby nurse because like i don't even have a job yet i passed the nclex but Still don't have a job, so... And CLEX, so that would be kind of comparable to the National Registry exam for EMTs. Exactly. Once you pass the class and prove that you can do that, then you have a national exam called the NCLEX. Right, so I'm a licensed registered nurse now, as opposed to just like a registered nurse graduate. Ah, I see. (laughs) Does that that test, is that just a computer-based test, written questions, or is it like skills testing too? Uh, It's just computer-based, so like all the skills and stuff happens in school. It's just... uh, Gotcha. Like, similar to the NatReg, though, it's computer adaptive. Mm. So it's like a test that's built to bully you. Like, any yeah. any weak points, like, if you get a question wrong having to do with labor and delivery, it'll ask you, like, five more questions about labor and Got delivery. It. Make sure yeah. that you know your stuff. Yeah, and it, makes, it definitely makes sure that makes sure that you know your stuff. It's, uh, right now, it's, like, the next generation NCLEX. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of scary, but I think it's better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they, instead of asking, like, one question at a time... They'll throw in, like, a series of questions about the same patient, and it, like, oh, okay. starts at the beginning of their admission or, like, their pre- their initial presentation to your unit, and then, you know, it gives you a whole scenario, nurse them. notes and everything, yeah, yeah like, vital signs. You read it all, and then you answer a question, and it's, like, one to, like, six questions about the same patient. Okay. All so it's right. very interesting, yeah. Interesting. Well, Gabe, thank you so much for coming and doing an interview with us. And congratulations on passing that whirlwind of the, that I can't imagine doing nursing school in basically a year. Um, we also want to thank our sponsors, NorCal Ambulance and American Health Education. For any of our listeners, uh, thank you for listening. Go ahead and check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you can get your podcasts. Go ahead and comment, like, subscribe, and we will see you in the field.